Hello and welcome to another edition of Beer Breath Podcast. On today's episode, we will talk about um, Augusta coming up, which is basically, well, the Masters, I guess, at Augusta, which is basically the last sporting event until we're bored until football. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> Essentially. Nothing really cool, but... The uh, NCAA basketball season wrapped up this week. The uh, Virginia Cavaliers, or the Wahoo... Or Wuha Hoos or the I think they're just called the Hoos, right? No, it's a whole thing. Woo something. Might well, be worth they're the period. Cavaliers. Cavaliers, but then they're whatever, it doesn't Hoos. matter. The Hoot. H O O S. I'm pretty sure. Mm, you should look it up. Okay. <laughs> so we'll talk about um that and some controversial pieces that happened in uh that uh is that about it? Yeah, we'll we'll probably get into some more stuff in the uh, Masters talk. Maybe some branch off and do some food stuff off of the Masters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The food. Uh, one of the great traditions of the Masters. So, talk about all of that and more. Welcome back to me, I guess, after <laughs> the longest hiatus. I feel like I've done probably two this year. Two or three podcasts this year, it feels like. Hardly any. Yeah. you. This is basically your first one since... Forever. I mean, it's just a perfect storm. Been a really terrible start to the year as far as availability goes. So, but we'll talk about all that and more um, on today's podcast. So get ready for it. Sports and beer and so much more. Hottest topics on the cutting room floor. Bunch of friends having a blast. Get ready for the beer bread. So, before we get to all those topics, we have to do our beer review. Uh, today's beer is a Bud Light. So, it is uh, a blue can with a, kind of a crazy label on it. It says, always brewed using the choicest hops, best barley, malt, and rice. It's choicest a word? I've never heard that word used before. Choicest? Uh, I just cracked it open. It smells like piss. Kind of sends a shiver down my spine. You know what's missing? Corn syrup? Corn syrup. (laughs) (laughs) If only they put a little corn syrup in there. I think I can taste rice in it. A little hint of rice. No corn syrup, though. I wish there was a nutrition label on the back. They should do uh, marketing around this. Yeah, that would be pretty good. About its ingredients? Mm -hmm. Because I guess people care what's in their beer. I mean, we do as connoisseurs. Yeah, the taste gives it a not very good. The taste gives it a the rice gives it a not very good taste. I don't think. Mm. It is brewed out of St. Louis, Missouri. Um, you can visit their website at. Well, wait, no. <laughs> it's for the can. <laughs> Evidently, it's a large organization. Um, yeah, it's a pretty. Decent sized brewery, from what I've heard, yeah. just a little I've heard about it. But. I think you can find it in most uh, most grocery stores. Which, by the way, in grocery stores now they serve real Bud Light as opposed to the fake Bud Light. Mm-hmm. So we'll continue to sip on this initial reaction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not it's uh, not very good. Out of all of the. Uh, Light beers that we've tried, I would say that it's by far the worst. Um, can't really imagine someone drinking this on a regular basis. How many of these do you think you could put down? Probably right now, it feels like half, maybe before I threw up. (coughs) Maybe one I could drink. This doesn't really taste good at any point. No, need to get more of like a. Coorsy taste. Yeah, I wonder how, Miller. Yeah, I wonder what they put in there that would taste better. I don't know. Corn uh, syrup probably yeah. is what it's missing. Yeah. Yeah, we'll sip on it. I guess see if we can finish it. Also, we didn't really mention, but you could probably figure out by now that it's just me and you. 
Oh, yeah, we're just down in my basement. Mike is down here with me for the first time ever. But uh, Samuel had some uh, Samuel things to do. And, of course, Dom and Trey usually handle the Friday episode. Kind of miss having everybody together. It does kind of stink not, not yeah. having everybody there. Logistically, it's a nightmare. Yeah. <clears throat> I've been been the Wednesday uh, mainstay, though, pretty much for the most part the last few weeks. True, steady and true. So you mentioned you're finally sitting down here with me and that last few weeks I've been down here by myself and last week obviously you were completely gone no one was in the house and so I recorded the episode got all done <clears throat> was waiting for it to upload onto Google Docs or whatever and I hear something that sounds like a door or something I'm like what was that and I start hearing footsteps upstairs I'm like I don't know like there shouldn't be anybody here, I don't think. <laughs> we were out of the country. Yeah, you were in Dominican. I was like, there shouldn't be anybody here, but there definitely is because that's not like, because I got to start to think like, because I live in an apartment, so I hear footsteps above me all the time. I'm like, that's not really possible here unless somebody's actually in here. So I freaked out a little bit, but then I reassured myself that it probably is somebody I know if they're here in your house. And it turned out to be your mom and dad, but <laughs> I freaked out for a small second. Bring you over a Texas Roadhouse salad? Yeah. No, not this time. Devastating. But, yeah. They These, were probably equally, well, I guess they saw your truck. Yeah, they, they knew coming into it. I had no idea. <laughs> but they would, Do you have, like, a disaster plan in your, uh, not really a disaster plan, but if, like, someone were to break, I mean, I guess you have an apartment, so yeah, what are you going to do? But, like... Sometimes there's been a couple nights where it's like there's some freaky sounds. Like whenever you own a house, especially like when you first move in, because it's just new and big comparatively to like your, you know, your 600 square foot apartment or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you're like, if someone were to come into my room, like what would I do? Like I don't have, I mean, I, that's why a lot of people have like a gun on their side table or a knife or something like that. But I, don't, I mean, I'm not going to give away my disaster plan, but I just feel <laughs> like you, uh, I have my, I, we were thinking about that. Keely and I were like, what? What would you do? And yeah. it's uh, kind of a scary thing. Yeah, it is. I mean, because like when I was going upstairs, I didn't have anything, obviously. Not that I would have like just threatened your parents just with a your gun. computer. Yeah. <laughs> but like when I was walking up the stairs, like I still thought it was somebody I would have known. But they still didn't say anything when they walked in. Not like, hey, hello, is somebody here? And so I was, I was like in the back of my mind, I was like, if I walk upstairs and this is somebody... I have no idea who it is. I'm going to be a little, little bit sketched out. Sketched out. Well, sketched out and unprepared to handle this. <laughs> <laughs> I just have my computer in my hand. I'm walking upstairs. So, are you packing now? Packing heat? No, but maybe I might. Open carry laws in Kansas. That's totally yeah. legal. Mm-hmm. How would you explain that to the sheriff if it was like a robber and you ended up shooting him? You're like, yeah, was, listen to me. I was in my buddy's house. I broke in. <laughs> I was stealing his computer because they wouldn't know. Really. Yeah. Be like, and then I shot this person not on my property for defending this place that I was just robbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would that would be uh, interesting. It'd be a tough sell. Yeah, that would be an interesting case. But uh, yeah, luckily, it was somebody I knew. Yeah, true. So, uh, we'll move on now to the national championship game, or, or basketball in general, I guess. And uh, so, Texas Tech made it, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. I mean, everybody saw the game. I guess the point that I wanted to get to, and it's been kind of a recurring, reoccurring theme in my, uh, I don't know, just sports viewership over the past couple of years, is I hate instant replay. Yeah, I want to, and I understand. Even sometimes it benefits my teams. A, a lot of times it has benefited my team. Think of like, I think specifically me, like the Packers, and the, of course I was more of a catch rule or whatever. But instant replay that and some other things. You're talking Dez's. Dez's when Dez yeah. caught it. Yeah. Okay. It also, I mean, kind of screwed us over in the Seattle thing. But again, that was more of a catch rule. So that that's straying a little far away. Basically, I guess what I'm getting to is yesterday. There was uh, uh, there's a whole beef on Twitter about it, but basically the uh, dribbler or there's a loose ball 
and um, the Texas Tech guy went and got it. He got fouled, but they didn't call the foul. And then he took one dribble, and the Virginia guy knocked it out of his hand. Now, Mm -hmm. as he was knocking it out of his hand in super, super slow-mo, I mean, we're talking like like a hundredth of a frame, basically. You just see like his pinky on it as it's going across. Mm -hmm. And so then it was Virginia's ball. And I don't think – I'm trying to remember where exactly that was in the game. I don't think that was – that wouldn't have cost them the game necessarily. I I can't I mean, it's critical because I think it was in overtime – it was an overtime for sure. So it was critical, I guess, but it wasn't like a it wasn't like a uh that's the end Ram Rams uh Saints or whatever it was, you know, a missed uh, call or yeah, something like that. Interference no call. Right. But I know that there was one earlier that they called and it was like you could clearly see it, but they got it wrong still. So it's like what the hell? If we're going to do this replay thing, number one, there has to be like a max time limit. But, uh, I, I mean, I just, I wish we could get rid of it altogether. I think it would make the game so much smoother and really on the ref's job, they would be attentive, but it wouldn't be like a wishy-washy. Eh, it would be like, I made a decision if I fucked up, whatever, but yeah. I don't have this crutch. And then I also don't have this additional pressure of, well, I'm looking at it here and I don't know. And then of course you have the intent, right? Like yeah. yesterday's game, he's knocking the ball out of his hands. Probably 99 out of 100 times when you knock the ball out of someone's hands, unless it's literally midair, mm-hmm. it's probably going to touch a person that was dribbling last. Yeah. See, yeah, I I hate it because so much of the game still with officiating and all this stuff is human error. It's just part of the game. And it makes up for itself in some places. Like some calls might not go your way. And if you look at it on replay, you're like, yeah, they got that wrong. But there's very few cases where if a replay was to occur, the game would have changed the outcome. There's like, I don't know. It seems like there's very few that would come down to that. Yeah, I mean, you would think. Also, like, you can't say that you love replay and then be like, well, the refs don't decide the game. Like, you know, the whole rest of the game. Because then at that point, you could easily say, well, get fucking rid of replay. And the ref still wouldn't, I mean, over time, it would even out, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the ebbs and flows of it all, but I, I can't even stand it anymore. I mean, you watch something and everybody on TV, if everyone doesn't agree that it was a call, how can you possibly change that call? Yeah. Like, you should look at a replay and everybody say, yep, that's it. I think you should have, you keep replay, but the replay is, you get to look at it, Three times, full speed, and if you still can't tell, it's what you called it. Yeah, I agree. Like the it slow-mo, should not be slow-mo. The slow-mo skews everything. Yeah. And I also think that, like, so basketball is a little bit different because the, the pace of the game, um, it's consistent, right? Like, I mean, you're constantly up and down the floor until a foul or a dead ball or something. And football, I hate, like, scoring plays reviewed, don't care. Like, uh, don't don't review those. Time or whatever, don't review those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that you should have, let's call it, two replays a game. It's like a challenge, basically. And you can talk, it could be whatever. It could be a holding call. It could be a pass interference call, whatever. But you only get two of them a game. There's no, if you get the second one right, you get another one or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's the other thing, too, is like, on half the replays, if you go back and watch them, you see a foul that actually occurred. But they can't call but it. But they can't call a retrospective foul. They can only call it like certain out-of-bounds plays or, like for instance, the pass interference or whatever that happened last year in the playoffs. I but, guess what you would probably get in football if you did that was like, because holding happens basically every play. So if somebody scored a touchdown, they'd be like, all right, well, I'm going to challenge it and see yeah. if there's a holding and take my chances. True. Yeah, Which that, that kind of sucks. Yeah, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be a good thing. No, that part would suck. Okay, so then just do away with it. <laughs> yeah, basically just get rid of the it. answer. I think I think the whole thing of you have to watch it full speed. You get like three replays, and if you still have no idea, then it obviously 
just leave it what it was. What if they had something that like in the home stadium or everybody in the stadium could vote on what it was? <laughs> so it's just like completely democratic. It's like so the they- little race car things that people are <laughs> voting whether it was holding or not holding. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, it's just like in, uh, I think like gladiator, like, you know, right now it's like somebody up there, but everybody else just has their finger on the button. They're like, yeah, or you get out like a smartphone app. Oh yeah, I'm voting like uh, <laughs> yeah. doesn't look like a hold to me, <laughs> or, or, or it looks like it was out of bounds on the tech guy. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be uh, that would be pretty funny. I mean, it'd be terrible in real sports, but mm-hmm. it'd be funny for the sake of the well, conversation. Well, replay is terrible in real sports anyway. So yeah, basically everything's terrible yeah. as far as officiating. Oh my god, don't even get me started <laughs> on the officiating. Like, I understand, I have probably said this 10 times on podcasts already, like, from a K-State perspective, yeah, I probably complained about officials too much, but if I'm nothing else, I'm consistent in how much I think that they suck, mm-hmm. which is unbelievably bad. I think that they are, are they're just terrible. And it's hard. I Like, yeah, I totally I, get I, it. It's hard. I understand how hard it is, but it hasn't always been this bad as a thing that I... Or maybe I just pay attention to it more, but I don't think that's the case. I think it's actually gotten worse. Probably because they can't find people to do it because you just get destroyed if you get a call wrong. Like, Twitter has made it terrible because then, like, your call is just constantly, like, under scrutiny, basically. Over and over and over. But, I mean, it is so bad. Some of the things, it's like, man, how can you possibly call that? Mm Mm-hmm. I, I that's what I don't like. Don't interfere in the game. I, I should never have to say, how can you possibly call that? Yeah. Like it needs to be clear. And don't call a foul just because somebody missed a layup. It or needs to be you- clear and consistent because right. that's the other thing that I always hate about foul calls in basketball is the fouls at the end of the game might be even, but the effect that some foul calls had for the other team towards the end result of the game is not even like the situations or whatever that they get called in and that sort of thing. Yeah. Because you can say, yeah, nine and nine fouls. Right. Mm -hmm. But if one team has 18 free throws and one has two. Yeah. Those are a lot different Mm -hmm. when, when you think about it, it's like probably if I had to guess, they both took around the same number of shots. And so you can't tell me that the discrepancy should be that large. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fishating sucks. It's hard. I wouldn't want to do it, but and it makes fandom terrible. Yeah. Is being a fan the worst thing ever? Probably so. That's why I always say I wish I hated sports or didn't care about sports because or you yeah, you're just apathetic. Yeah. The amount of agony that it causes me is way too much that are way more than it should be. It, like, is amazing when you're doing amazing, but absolutely terrible when you're doing terrible. Yeah, like, imagine if you were... be working on my yard and be like, grass looks pretty green. Yeah. Imagine, also, if you were a tech fan last night. I couldn't even put myself in those shoes. I would... I'd have lost my mind. Yeah. Uh, but, that's stupid. It's way too insane. But I think, uh, overall, the game performed better from a just pure entertainment value than at the very oh, beginning when it was, it, was three to, it was three to two with 14 minutes left 14 mm-hmm. minutes and like 29 yeah, seconds they're on pace to score like 49 total points or something in the game between both of them <laughs> like combined 21 to 19 <laughs> yeah. the final score imagine yeah but it ended up being a super good game so at least i i didn't have we kind of talked about it before about a rooting interest i didn't really have one i Probably. You were conflicted. Yeah. Because it's like you want Tech to win because it's a Big 12 school, but then it's like at the same have to time, recruit against Tech. Yeah, and it's not even recruiting. It's just thinking about how happy their fans would be. Like, <laughs> I don't want to think about that. Can't stand anyone else's happiness. No, it's it sucks because, yeah. I mean, if they would have got their first national title, they would have gone insane. Classes were canceled. I mean, that's... That just affects you as a working individual. Well, it does, because I think about it. I'll think about it, because they got to experience something that I haven't got to ever in my lifetime as a K-State fan in any sport. What was the closest you felt like what a breakthrough would be? Like the Cubs when they won the World Series? Yeah. Is that that one of the happiest sports moments of your... 
I mean, because you're, I, I would consider you like a true Cubs fan. I mean, you've always been consistent on the Cubs. Yeah, I, that when they won the World Series, that was that made me very, very happy. Because I remember, I it was a crazy game to begin with, and I was watching it by myself in my room and pounding beers. Yeah, I was very drunk, but yeah, that that feeling was awesome because I always grew up liking the Cubs, and they always were kind of bleh. They weren't good. I mean, they were terrible. Yeah. Really, for well, they, of, outside they, of Sosa. They made the playoffs when I was pretty young, when Moises Alou and Steve Bartman and all that stuff. <laughs> but that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. <laughs> but yeah, when the Cubs won that, because also I would consider myself someone a Royals fan, so the Royals won it the year before, and then the Cubs won it. So to have back-to-back, even though I'm not a baseball fan, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I... I'm not really a big baseball fan. I like the Royals, I guess, by association, just because I'm around here. Mm-hmm. I don't have another. Yeah, I mean, that's what the Tampa I mean, we, Bay Rays when I lived there is like kind of cool or whatever. We but. just grew up going to Royals games, and Mike Sweeney was my favorite player because if you took his first initial of his last name and put it on his first name, it was Mike Sweeney. So I, I was a fan of his. <laughs> <laughs> but the, when the Royals won it, that was cool. Yeah. It was like that last pitch. If I would have been a true Royals fan, like that would yeah. have been like, yeah, I could cry moment. Mm-hmm. And it was different for me for the Cubs too, because obviously I'm a lot younger than a lot of Cubs fans. So they've gone through many more years of defeat because it had been a hundred and over a hundred years since they had won a World Series. Um, but. Yeah, that's kind of what I imagine. Like a diehard Cubs fan, that's kind of what I imagine it'll be like if K State. And I say if, mm-hmm. hoping to, you know, jinx myself, meaning if, like hopefully it's a win. Yeah, the Cubs game, the Cubs was an unreal feeling, but K State would surpass that. Well, yeah, tremendously, right? But like a diehard Cubs fan, you know, like uh, my family's had season tickets for like fifty years mm-hmm. or whatever that yeah. type of thing. Like going through that moment, and like remember they had a whole bunch of those commercials. Yeah, it was. Going through that moment of like, man, I can't believe this is really happening. Yeah, that's those, what, that's what it would be like. Yeah, those those kind of made me uh, choke up a little bit. Those commercials. Yeah, but. actually, the most recent sporting event um, that is ever that that I've kind of got emotional about, I guess, was probably Tiger's win, and it wasn't because the win was. Well, I mean, it was big just because yeah, it was. It wasn't a, it was a major a, though, or anything. No, it was just a regular tournament win. But it was basically just because it was of the situation and what he like been through. And mm-hmm. I mean, that was like my childhood, one of my childhood idols. Like, yeah. he's Brett the Favre. only reason I watched golf or got yeah. into golf. Right. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, I kind of grew up on a golf course, but like that's who I grew up watching. Right. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like the Rory thing of where he. Uh, it wasn't like the Rory thing, you know, where he's watching the TV and we're out there hitting balls in the. Um, rain but i specifically remember like on saturdays and sundays being at my grandparents house and going into the shack at lamont and looking on the tv and seeing tiger like putting or something it was like how's he doing today it was like that type of thing you know kind of like so i could relate to that and so with all that weight like i was just watching that and i was thinking like this is so awesome to just like kind of reminisce for a second yeah and also the crowd when the crowd yeah when they like rushed the 18th fairway and started following him up there and they just let him and he was just surrounded by people that was pretty awesome yeah that was pretty awesome but if k-state ever wins like i i hope that there is a time when k-state if k-state wins that there's like some time at the end of the game or something to where you just get to enjoy that last like 20 seconds you know i hope you're up by like 12 yeah. Or in football, I hope you're up by like a couple 12 or 11 or 14 yeah. or whatever it would be uh, to where you get to enjoy that. You Take a knee. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, Getting in victory formation to win the national championship, I would probably pass out just from happiness and excitement. I can't think about that without thinking about <laughs> <bodily> fluids. <laughs> yeah. I would piss myself. <laughs> that would be uh, – when that moment comes, I hope that like – I don't know. I, I I don't even know. Hopefully, I'm there. <laughs> yeah. I spent so much time imagining it too that it's going to be. I hope it's not disappointing when we get to that. I don't think it can no, be. There's no way. But 
I also, like you said, can't imagine myself being a tech fan and going, spending, you know, because if you go to a national championship game of any kind, you're talking thousands of dollars, yeah. if not into the ten thousand dollars mm-hmm. to sit in the worst seats of all time. To Just sit in the worst watch seats, watch a basketball. Yeah, game. I mean it's it's ridiculous, but. Can you imagine spending $10,000 and then them just losing? Coming up short. Like, I got second in state basketball, and it was like $5 to get in, and I just felt bad for everybody. Because I had, like, aunts and uncles drive in from, like, Kansas City, like, two hours away, right? Mm -hmm. And I just felt, like, terrible when we got second. Because I'm like, my aunts and uncles, this is, like, the third time they've ever seen me play. They drove all the way across the state because, you know, they graduated from London or whatever. And Mm -hmm. it's like, yep, didn't get it. Imagine (laughs) Yeah, let them down. Imagine being a player. You're like, yeah, these people literally spent like their life savings to come and try to witness this, and then it just was a yeah. But as a college athlete, I doubt you think that way. After well, press, that would probably I mean, be one of the last things about, to cross my mind. Well, obviously, you want to win the natty first, but I mean, think about all the players that are just like, yeah, I just feel like we let the fans down. You know that type. I mean, I bet it does weigh on you a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure it does. But I'm sure that's it's, not the first thing that's going through yeah. your mind. Obviously, that wasn't the first thing going through my <laughs> mind either. I was fucking pissed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if that if that time happens, I uh, I'll be a happy camper. Mm-hmm. I can't can't really think about that time, but. Hopefully, one of those times comes up this uh, upcoming weekend with the Masters, where yeah. if Tiger wins the Masters, oh, I got to fucking work on Sunday. No. Yeah. Oh, God. Because we have a conference this next upcoming week. I'll find Which, a TV. I'll make it work. I can stream it on my phone. <laughs> Thank you, 21st century. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Tiger wins the Masters this weekend. Uh, that'll be one of those emotional moments. Mm-hmm. He's uh, what is he like? He's like fourteen to one, sixteen to one. He's I not the he, betting favorite. No, he's yeah, he's but he's not that. He's he's like fifth or sixth, something yeah. somewhere. He's right in the mix there. Mm-hmm. Rory's overall. Imagine Doug if uh, <laughs> Rory's would be cool too though, just because he'll get the um, career career master, grand, slam. grand slams, master, uh, major. So I was thinking about this because I was like. You know how it works with tickets, right? With the Masters, mm-hmm. like you have to, you have to basically put your name on a list, and then it's just like a random drawing. You get it taken or whatever. Yeah. So I was thinking about this. You can't get on Augusta any other. Like the only other ways you can get on is if you are a member, if you get invited by a member. Um, I'm imagining they have like, I'm imagining they have like, uh, what are those called? Um, call, uh, not roll call. What am I trying to say? I have no idea. Like if a player wants to invite somebody, he has some, um, a certain amount of tickets. Oh, like will call? Will call. Yeah. Roll call. <laughs> Roll call. I didn't know where you're going. <laughs> so they have like will call tickets or whatever. Or you can um, sign up to be a worker and mm-hmm. get on. But that waiting list, guess how long that waiting list is? I'm sure it's insane. 20 years. <laughs> the waiting list for the Masters is 20 years. The only other thing that I know any like close to that is the Packers so, waiting list for season tickets. Is it to go to the Masters? It's 20 years? No, 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 no. To, to go play. to the, No, no, no. To work. Oh, work. Okay. Which but you would, can... You could go. Yeah. Like, you... So, right now, you would be registering... You can't, like, register at any time. There's only an open piece. But you're registering for, like, two years in advance. Yeah. So, if you signed up now, you'd be registering for 2021. Yeah. Because I was going to say, I know a couple people that have been multiple times, but... Yeah. I registered a couple years back, but didn't get it. Or I have an email in my inbox, and I'm very Uh-oh. pissed I didn't see. <laughs> Went to your spam. How much would you pay to just walk Augusta? Like, don't play. Don't no one, a, no one there. No one there. Just you, you, you and by yourself. You and your, if your friends, if you wanted to, or whatever. Just to walk, not play. Walk, not just play. walk through Augusta. Every hole. <sighs> Can you get one swing in? Yeah, you can get one swing in. <laughs> um, or how about this? You get to play Amen Corner. So three holes? Yeah. Oh, fuck. But that's hard, though. That'd be scary. It's Augusta. It's going to be hard and I scary know. no matter what hole you play. I know. Well, I would say upwards of a 1,000, at least. Yeah, I think I would I would drop. On the north side of a 1,000. I would. I would drop down a thousand, probably pretty easy yeah. to be able to to be able to walk the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. Yeah, Augusta is literally the mecca of golf courses. There isn't 
any other one. Really I was thinking close. about that because you talk about like golf courses in Kansas, you know, ranking them. Like, have I played the nicest golf course in Kansas or not, or whatever? Mm-hmm. Or like, where where would be? Because we we talked about that. We haven't really held it up very well, but going to different places and playing a course. And like, I was in the Dominican last week. Like, there's tons of courses around there. And we'll sidebar that as the next conversation because I, I want to talk about that a little <laughs> okay. bit too. But uh, just, you know, they're obviously very nice golf courses down there. Or or at least they look nice because they're very green and there's yeah. palm trees. And they're lush. They're actually really open, which would be kind of nice too because they're not like super challenging in a lot of places it looks like. But if you had to talk about the best golf courses in, a, in the world, like there is not another one. It, it's like not even a – contention really for number one no augusta is the most pristine like i've heard from the people that have been there that it looks fake yeah like it doesn't it's almost too perfect like the pine needles lay just right and the magnolias are just just perfect like yeah. they're not there's dead, nothing not on the ground they nothing hand on the ground. pick up all the stuff they hand mow all the greens mm-hmm. or all the the fairways they hand paint all the curbs like when you're driving in it's like miles of curbs they hand paint them with paint brushes green I saw a video of them. There's like the workers that I'm sure you raffle to get hand paint the curbs. <laughs> it's insane. It's absurd. Yeah, it's, I can't think about that. Like, and I don't know. And it takes like a whole team of people to work on a bunker for one. Yeah, but the bunker is perfect. Like, there's not rake marks in it. There's not impurities. And it goes straight from grass to. There's sand. not like sand kind of as you get closer to it. It's just. Yeah, it's. It it's, is the most pristine. It's piece a, of land in the in the sports world. Mm-hmm. There's not another one better. No. So, but like I was thinking about that. So Augusta is obviously number one, and then you start thinking about all the other pro courses. And it's like all the other ones are just not, they'll just never be there. You know, like you can say, okay, Sawgrass, Pebble Beach, uh, you know, any of the ones in you know Bighorn or wherever else mm-hmm. like that. Vegas. Well, some of the ones in England, just because they're so old, would probably. They're different styles of golf courses. But that's why they're nice, right? Yeah. I mean, because they're nice, but if you were to play in England, if you were to actually play at uh, in, like, uh, what one am I trying to think of? Um, like, the first golf course ever, St. Andrews. Yeah. If you were to actually play at St. Andrews, you'd be like, this is miserable. <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, tough. cold, windy. Scrubby. I mean, it just always is. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, pretty crazy. Another tradition of the Masters would be the uh, the menu here. Yeah. So I think Mikey got old Patrick Reed's. <laughs> okay. Speaking of, no so, point for Patrick. Yeah, no, I'm not. Every- I'm not looking forward to the Masters just for the sole reason that no matter what, we have to see Patrick at the end of it. Yeah. If Patrick has to give, what if he like, breaks his leg Tiger, or something? If Tiger wins and it has to be Patrick Reed that gives Tiger his jacket, what a I, shitty picture! I, oh my God, that's so. Stupid. Yeah, but I'd take it. Yeah, I'll take it, but I couldn't think of I maybe just go, Sergio I just like put my hand. the worst one. No, Besides. that would be the best one. What? If Sergio had to give Tiger his jacket. Huh. Eh, I don't Imagine know. Tiger giving Sergio his jacket. That would be terrible. Yeah, that's true. But hopefully Patrick goes Sergio style and hits five in the water. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I will give Patrick. He is earning his nickname, Patrick, because the, his meal... Is pretty good. Hardy. Yeah. So he has, um, I mean, his, he has two salads, which who cares about salads? <laughs> Caesar and a wedge salad, which both are pretty good. But his main entree is prime bone-in cowboy ribeye with herb butter. So legit. So that that's an let's, all-timer. Let's back up just a little bit. So um, with this dinner uh, for the Masters, if you win the Masters, the next year you get to pick like whatever. Select the menu. Yeah, select the menu, whatever, dinner. and then they cater it. Yeah. Well, not cater it. They make it for you. Mm-hmm. And then everybody competing uh, eats, the, eats the dinner. Yeah. So he has prime bone-in cowboy ribeye with herb butter. They also have fish available, which... You're stupid if you get that. Sergio gets a fish. Yeah. And then mac and cheese, cream corn, cream spinach, and then steamed broccoli. Oh, cream spinach? Spinach? spinach. <laughs> what? Cream spinach is good. I like cream spinach. It's, it's hot, though. I don't like cooked yeah. spinach. Well, I like it. Um, and then the dessert is a vanilla bean creme brulee 
creme brulee. Yeah. <laughs> Chocolate crunch and praline cheesecake. Oh, which oh. if you got if you got prime in prime bone in cowboy ribeye and cheesecake. Praline cheesecake. Yeah. Your menu is pretty and mac up and there cheese. Mac and cheese. And then started off with a Caesar salad. Yeah. Caesar Maybe or his wedge. tactic is to just load everybody up because he can play into the conditions of being fat <laughs> so he's just trying to fatten everybody up for the tournament and then they're all just groggy that could be might be but awesome i i will give him i hate him but he came up with a pretty good menu that would be pretty close to what i would probably have. that'd be tough to beat mm. what else would you put you know oh, imagine no. donald trump's menu he just has like uh cheeseburgers <laughs> big Macs. Many, um, many fries. So I got to looking because they have, I mean, you can find other people's menus. So speaking of Sergio, his was um, an international salad with um, stuff from countries of past Masters champions. Oh, my God. The entree was a rose caldoso de bogavante, a traditional Spanish lobster rice. And then his dessert was his mother's recipe for Trace Leche's cake. Not, not, not too good, Sergio. That's so stupid. Yeah. Your lobster rice is your main dish. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Spieth, 2016, main course of Texas barbecue, brisket, half chicken, pork ribs, um, barbecue baked beans, bacon and chive potato salad, sauteed green beans, grilled zucchini, roasted yellow squash, and dessert was a warm chocolate chip cookie and vanilla ice cream. Cookie bake. Yeah. Pretty yeah, solid. That's pretty good, Jordan. We just like all the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Adam Scott, surf and turf, um, lobster, and uh, Australian Wagyu beef strip steak. Oh, that'd be pretty, pretty good. decent. <laughs> be a pretty good one. Sautéed spinach, onion, cream, mashed potatoes, and the dessert was strawberry and passion fruit pavola. Yeah, no point. I don't know what that is. Um, Phil, in 2011, Spanish-themed menu with seafood paella and manchego top filet mignon. It's pretty pretty solid there, Phil. Um, and then he had ice cream top apple empanada for dessert. Pretty solid. What what are some of Tigers? Um, here's Zach. This one is all Zach Johnson oh says in 2008. I will be for the shrimp. That's all it says. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's, that's not bad, but no point for Zach. So Iowa Tigers, beef? Why Iowa? Maybe he's from Iowa. Maybe. maybe he's from Iowa. I don't have any idea. I don't care either. <laughs> um, Tigers for his last major that he won, which was 2005. So it was 2006 dinner. Was his last Masters, yeah. Masters, yeah. Uh, stuffed jalapeno and quesadilla appetizer with salsa and guacamole. Green salad, steak fajitas, chicken fajitas, Mexican rice, refried beans, apple pie, and ice cream for dessert. <laughs> <laughs> Balling on a budget that year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fajitas is a good choice. I know, but come on. You have steak and chicken fajitas when you can pick anything in the world. Yeah, Freaking well, at that point, he's Adam probably Scott tired had of... steak. He's probably tired of coming up with many items at that point. <laughs> it sucks. Um... 2003, Tiger brought back the porterhouse steak. Okay, so okay, apparently he had the- it before. So in 2002, he had porterhouse and chicken with a sushi appetizer. And then 2003, he had the porterhouse, chicken, sushi. And then the menu, also on the menu were sash- sashimi, salads, crab cakes, asparagus, mashed potatoes, and chocolate truffle cake. That's pretty solid. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so his 1998 one was cheeseburgers, chicken sandwiches, French fries, milkshakes. No, way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess at that point he was like 22 years old. Yeah, that was, that was, was that his first one. It had to have been 97 Masters. <laughs> <laughs> cheeseburgers, French fries, and milkshakes. That's I. That's a good meal though. I would eat that a lot. And I do eat cheeseburgers and fries. I mean, it's better than fucking lobster rice, but yeah. it's not a Wagyu steak or bone and ribeye. No. Yeah, those those are pretty good, except I wouldn't have been a fan of Sergio's, I don't think. Um, I don't see any other on here that are glaring as not Ro- very What's good. Roy's going to be, like, bangers and mash, probably? Yeah, traditional Irish. Well, bangers and mash would be uh, German. Is it? I yeah. thought it was an English dish. No. German sausage. 
So I don't even know Irish corned beef and cabbage. Imagine. What would uh let's think. What would uh Sam's be? Cute Reuben or uh Cuban's uh, Cuban Reuben uh mix. Maybe. Just, I don't know. Sandwich I don't think Sam would choose a sandwich for his I mean, obviously, I'm being like kind of joking a little <laughs> yeah. bit. He just has plain tortillas for the appetizer, yeah. hot uh, sauce. <laughs> he has a uh, he has a uh, blaze Cerrito chips. Yeah, um, some peanut butter pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What would yours be? Like for real? Yeah. If you were gonna make your menu, you just won the Masters. Hmm. I mean, mine's going to be pretty close it's to pretty close Patrick's. to Patrick's, honestly. Patrick, I'm sorry. Yeah, I said Patrick. I would say, uh, I would say what I actually what I would probably do is I'd fucking load up on the appetizers. I'd have potato skins and jalapeno poppers and mott sticks mm-hmm. and uh, fry like some like chili cheese fries maybe. Just no. really get the juices flowing, <laughs> like cheese curds. Oh my god! Okay, yeah. cheese curds is on there. Like yeah. like Wisconsin cheese curds, that's got to be on there. Uh, maybe some fried pickles, mm-hmm. and then you'd probably have to go like a like a steak. Probably a really nice ribeye, a, a bone. It's hard to beat legit. a bone in cowboy ribeye. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's really solid choice by Fetcher. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a pretty damn good choice. And then as sides. Uh, one thing that probably would be missing need sides. At that point. <laughs> yeah, by that point you're just in a coma on the floor. <laughs> you eat appetizers and a thirty-two ounce. Maybe just go straight appetizers, and then have your have your, your main dessert. dish be like uh, have your main dish just be like little pit, bits of your appetizer, just medium rare ribeyes, mm-hmm. just little baby ones, bite size. Maybe that's too informal. Yeah, but. I, I like the steamed broccoli. I really do enjoy steamed broccoli yeah. or sautéed green beans would be really good. Green beans, yeah, I like some. Or yeah, uh, I mean, if we're just going the the uh, comfort food meals and you got to go like green bean casserole or something like mm-hmm. that, but that's not really one a thing. I I mean, I love mac and cheese. Maybe I would have replaced the cream corn, which cream corn I do like too. Maybe replace the cream spinach with. Um, some sort of like loaded mashed potatoes or something. Yeah. Loaded mashed potatoes are pretty damn good. Pretty good. They're loaded baked potatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else would but then be. You're good. just carbo loading at that yeah. point. <laughs> corn, <laughs> corn, mashed potatoes, and macaroni and cheese. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what like my best side would be. I mean, it's probably going to be because you kind of need a vegetable for balance. So it'd probably mm-hmm. be, I'd have to put green beans or a. Uh, or a steamed steamed broccoli. That's pretty solid. Yeah. And then it's got to be a cheesecake or an apple pie for uh for dessert. Huge fan of cheesecake. That that would probably be my dessert choice. Just a, a damn good cheesecake. Yeah. Can't beat that hardly. No. And then midnight snack. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets like, I don't know, Domino's pizza or something like that. Yeah. If I was going to go a different direction from steak, I can't. There's no way. Okay, if you're going to go a different direction from steak, here's what you would do. You'd do like crab cakes for appetizers, and then you would do like a like a market salad or a cob salad or something like that. Caesar salad. What Salad doesn't really matter. Like you put whatever you want on it. Yeah. And then you would go like, you'd probably go like a lobster tail or, uh, or a piece of salmon. Maybe do some like salmon tartare for a... Uh, for an appetizer, Keely style. <laughs> but you would do like a smoked salmon or a lobster tail. Because crab would be too ridiculous to eat. Yeah, probably so. Unless it was... So, I'd have steak and then stone crab claws. I'm a huge fan of stone crab claws. I um, So, I don't know how to eat them. So, I've never had them. You don't know how to eat crab claws in huh. general? No. You just crack them open, pull the meat out and eat it. Dip it in some butter. Okay, or well, am I going to go to the store and spend... 25 bucks on crab claws and then be like, I don't fucking know what to do. Mike just said you crack it and eat it. That's, that is what you do. I need someone to show me how to do it. Okay. Well, you could get your little fancy cracker if you're. No, I'm not a pussy. Okay. So usually they have 
well, at really nice restaurants, they'll pre-crack them for you. So yeah. all you have to do is peel it off and eat it, dip it in like butter. I like or crab. Some. I just I don't know how to. Yeah. So they'll have it like pre-crack, bring it out, take it off. It's just chunks of claw meat. You dip it in like a either like a butter sauce or like a. Uh, I've also had it in like a creamy mustardy sauce, which mm. is pretty good too. But that would be my surf and turf, for sure. If I was going to have that, what's your turf? <clears throat> stone crab claws, or <laughs> stone oh, you're having the rib. steak ribs. <laughs> what am I even <laughs> saying? Ribeye, yeah, ribeye. And then for like a side, you would go. Uh, uh, I like guzzball seafood. I mean, rice. Probably, I'd probably have some sort of mashed potatoes. I would have to. With my steak. Yeah, potatoes are just kind of a cheat code. Loaded mashed potatoes with my steak. Probably uh, vegetable, no point. Um, I don't know what a vegetable would be. Probably what we said, green beans or broccoli. There's really nothing else worth putting on your plate, vegetable-wise. And then what's like a crazy dessert that you would have, not like cheesecake or pie? <laughs> Cookie bake from Spieth is pretty solid. Yeah, that that's a good move. Because there's really... there's hardly anything that beats a hot chocolate chip cookie with some vanilla ice cream on top. Yeah, we had a uh, I had a cannoli for the first time in Dominican, and it was pretty good. Yeah, it was I... like a it was like a it was like a like a whipped cream. Sometimes the room temperature cream kind of freaks me out. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but they're they're not bad, I guess. Macaroons, macaroons are pretty good. I had one of those on. Uh, it was okay. I mean, I didn't. It's obviously not legit. It's in fucking Dominican Republic, but <laughs> actually, I had some really good uh, food down there because you know how they have like the different restaurants that have like your different uh, cuisines mm-hmm. or whatever. So we went to a French place and had a. I had a pretty good steak at a French place, and then at an Italian place, I just had. I mean, I had like I was lame. I had lasagna, but there was some really. We tried some other stuff, but it was pretty solid. Speaking of that, so I mentioned this earlier, like, so we're driving to our hotels in the Dominican and we're passing all of these uh, resorts that have golf courses on them. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's something that we need. Maybe we can take this uh, Osage County Classic or Osage County Invitational Vassar Classic thing across the water, you know. Across the pond, as they say. <laughs> you think we are? <laughs> multi-millionaires? <laughs> yeah. Well, just take our... exp- well, I mean, it'd just be a vacation. True, but we'd have to get like a private plane and stuff. No. Yeah. If we're going to do it, then we're going to do it. I have to get a private plane? Yeah. Then we would have to be millionaires. Exactly. We're not millionaires. Okay. Well, it'd still be cool. But I was looking at this, uh, one of the resorts that had uh, a golf course, like you had to literally drive basically through the golf course to get to it. Um, because one of our excursions, I, I don't want to get into that. It was a really <laughs> negative experience, but basically we had to go drop people off, uh, at one of these resorts that had golf courses on it. And so I was like looking to see if it was all inclusive golf, because normally, you know, you have, uh, normally you have to pay a hefty fee for golf mm-hmm. if you go somewhere else. And I looked on this thing and they had, it was all like they provided clubs or golf balls all that stuff uh on the resort for two different golf courses and then there was a third one that you could pay that was affiliated with it at a discounted rate and i'm like that would be badass i mean for a couple you're probably paying 450 bucks a night alone you'd be paying 225 bucks a night but you could golf you know 18 36 holes a day for yeah. three days four days straight all-inclusive booze all-inclusive booze yeah that probably your room, be booze, food, golf. Like, why are we not doing that? Yeah, that's true. That should probably happen at some point. Yeah, that that's gonna have to happen because honestly, you can get away, especially going to like one of those countries. You could go because everything's like pretty cheap there, so you can get away for like if you did like a Thursday, uh, fly out on Thursday, maybe get around in on Thursday, depending on when when you could possibly get there, mm-hmm. and then you'd have all Friday, all Saturday all Sunday and then maybe fly back on Monday or you could even leave on Sunday. That'd be pretty legit. Yeah, that would be. Cause, and you yeah, could take a big it, group. Like it's actually fun. It's more fun it's to go in big groups there <laughs> because it's like, then you have, 
you don't have to, you don't feel like you have to go on an excursion. Like Keely and I were talking about that. Like, I love Keely to death, but if we're just sitting there by the pool for six, seven days, we're going to be like twirling our thumbs, being like, well, I guess we should go spend money, which is what they want you to do. Yeah. But, uh, it'd be with a group, you know, the bad part about a group is everybody feels like they have to do the same thing to be like with the group. But the good part about it is, is that if everybody's kind of on the same page, then you can just kind of sit around and chill, and it's it's pretty good. Yeah, that would that would probably be uh, worth looking into for sure. Because that's basically what Linden like, boys. Let's schedule it up. Hobie and I, were, Hobie and I were talking about it this past <laughs> weekend. That's what we need to do. We need to get the the girls on board. That way, they're not bored and have something to do. But uh, that would be. I mean, it's just not really that expensive. You go to fucking all Vegas things considered. And, yeah, all things considered. Yeah, but if you go to you go to Lake of the Ozarks and drop a thousand, pretty easy. If you did one round of golf, your gas down there, your lodging and buying your food, you go through a thousand pretty easy. You could probably escape for as a single person. You could probably escape for like fifteen hundred to go to a different country. <laughs> I'd be, be right around there. I mean, I. The last few times we've gone to Vegas, I've been right around there anyway. So. Yeah, and Vegas is a pit. I mean, you could... I love Vegas. That would be another fun And that place. was with free rooms, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that was with conference. Basically, yeah. So... If you could go to Vegas and there was an all-inclusive spot, that would be... It, then you could just gamble or whatever, and you wouldn't have to worry about food and drinks. And it, Well, you don't really have to worry about drinks, but you wouldn't have to worry about food and... Like doing whatever else you want to do, that would be okay. But if you want to go to Vegas and do it right, like, and I have not done it right. I mean, I basically just go gamble. Like, I mean, I would say like an imbecile, except for people literally put one bet down as much as I lose the whole trip I'm there. But it feels like it because I don't have that much money. Oh, well, yeah. Compared so, to your income, compared to their income, it's probably about, probably about the about even. Equivalent. Right. So it's just terrible because I just am like, fuck, well, I mean, because I like to gamble, which is terrible. Sorry, mom. <laughs> I like all, to. We're all degenerates. Oh all, my right? gosh! <laughs> like I love to gamble, actually, but uh, it would be a lot different if I only had to spend my money on that. Like when we go back to Vegas next time, like I want to do some shows and like see some. I always thought one of the helicopter rides would be cool, but that's probably way too expensive for what you'd get out of it. Yeah. <sighs> Who knows? All right, so the golf trip down to wherever. Would be Jamaica or Dominican or if we flew over Turks and Caicos. That'd be a nice little place. But I'm thinking golf on Turks and Caicos. <laughs> Probably not. So, well, what else? Is that it? Pretty much. I mean, uh, we could talk more about the Masters, but really, no point. Yeah, no point. We're just all rooting for Tiger, so that's all I think matters. Maybe Rory would be kind of cool, I guess. I, as long as one of my like least favorite golfers doesn't do very, I don't, do I want Tiger to do well if he doesn't win? I mean, I guess just so he has momentum. But I don't know. At least, at least also I'm reading Tiger's book now that the one that I bought a long time ago and I never really got around to reading. Yeah, it. I still haven't. Yeah, well, I'm reading it now, and it his life is just nuts. I mean, his dad is like kind of a really big asshole, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, and it's no surprise Tiger turned out all right. <laughs> but uh, and that's the good and the bad. It's not not a surprise either way. But I, one of the parts I'm not very far into it. Um, one of the parts was he his dad would go out and hit golf balls in the garage just into a net hours and hours at night, and he would take Tiger and put him in the high chair. And uh, at 11 months old, Tiger got out of the high chair and swung a golf club. 11 months. <laughs> Bishop means, seven months. Yeah, I was gonna say Bishop's about there. He's almost seven months. Can you imagine that? <laughs> and it was he's like it was good swing, everything. That's insane. He was shooting par when he was like eight. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> this is so insane. They said that they used to do like a uh, his his uh, at the course that he would play on. They would do like a um, they would call it like Tiger's par, basically. So it was a lot uh, higher, mm-hmm. and. Uh, <clears throat> Within like a few months, he was twelve under Tiger Par. <laughs> Just absurd. It's, yeah, that's stupid to even think about how good he was, and it's it makes it even crazier to think like his fall, like 
how he just wasn't good at golf there for a little bit because he was so mind so fucked. much pain and yeah. mind was screwed up. So that's it'll be good if he's back in contention for sure. Yeah, someday there's gonna be a really good thirty for thirty on him. Hopefully, it's it not, needs to be like a series of thirty for thirties. Yeah, it needs to be like uh, it needs to be like uh, that Boston Celtics Lakers one where it's like three episodes worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiger literally changed the face of golf, number one, but almost sports in general. Like even people. Even notable people in other sports, they stop to watch Tiger. Like, nobody in the world. I can't think of anybody in the world. Like, the president comes on TV, and I might turn on the TV. Yeah. Tiger is in the lead with three holes left. I'm fucking turning on the TV. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's also because we're huge sports fans. But still, it it probably rings true for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I just think it it took a demographic that, well, obviously it did uh, with him being, you know, not white at a time when golf was in a really like racist space or whatever. But I just feel like he is captivating in a way that, you know, okay, LeBron James, right? LeBron James is in the finals. That's maybe a better equivalent than the president. LeBron James is in the finals and he's, you know, he has 20 points in the first half, like, not probably. I mean, I might turn it on. I would now because he's a Laker. But uh, <laughs> not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen this year. But uh, you know, it's like it's what it what it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's not can't miss. It's not like something like there's very few sporting events besides like championship games where it's not can't miss. But every time Tiger plays, it's almost can't miss for me. It, yeah, because if he strings a couple, bur- especially if he's playing well, I know that makes you sound like a Fairweather fan. Or it makes me sound like a Fairweather fan. But if he's playing well, I mean, there's just not a whole lot better than just watching him stripe one and then it bouncing and biting on the green. Mm-hmm. Or like a couple weeks ago when he holed out from whatever, like 96 yards. Yeah. And it rolled back, checked up and went in and he went kind of nuts and he like screamed under his breath. I don't know what he screamed still, but it made me, made my insides feel a little tingly. (laughs) (laughs) And by your insides, you mean your middle region. Yeah. My nipples and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I actually, I saw a different angle on the, uh, when, you know, that, that chip that he had at the masters, I think it was in 2003, two, the one where he like chipped it all the way up there and then it trickled down and then it, the ball barely rolled in. Yeah. Maybe it's 2004 or five or something I like that. I think it was five because I think 2005 was his last Masters one. So he, when he had that, I saw the different angle. I mean, I've always seen the one like where it's above and looking and you get to see the crazy trajectory and then the Nike sign just barely flips in. Mm-hmm. But uh saw a different angle where it was like looking at him and his caddy and like them just running up and just like watching it and then just celebrating. Man, I just get so pumped every time I see that. Yeah. Pretty badass. All right, let's wrap up. Okay. So uh out of sixteen ounces, what are we giving the the old bud light here? <laughs> zero. Zero. <laughs> Tempted to give it a zero, but I don't think I could do that because I'm sure I'll have worse beers than Bud Light, to be brutally honest. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. This yes. is a shitty beer, yes. but there's a lot of shitty beers. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably say... I'm going to give it... Like a four. No, I'm just going to give it a six. Are we... Is so it that's halfway. <laughs> is it out of 12 or 16 ounces? 16. Yeah, six. Slightly below average. Yeah, I'll give it like a four. That low. I don't really... No, I mean, I, I already I, have a headache... Yeah, I would not choose Bud Light out of a lineup of a lot of It beers. actually disgusts me that at one point in my life I did like it. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, Bud Light, if you're listening, will still... Except uh, sponsor. Bush Light is unreal. Bud Light Platinum's <laughs> yeah. best beer maybe ever made. Mm, don't get carried away. It was good. Platinum's? They were good, but it was mostly because you could drink six and be drunk. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's not taste-wise, but... Okay, well, but Bush Light is good because I can drink 16 and be drunk. Yeah, but Platinums are not the best beer of all time. They're pretty damn good. (laughs) They're good. All right, so Bud Light, 
we'll still take a sponsorship, even though we spent the first half and then this last part is just completely destroying it. If you're listening, though, yeah, yeah, um, so. dilly dilly, dilly dilly. <laughs> dilly dilly. Also, more corn syrup. Yeah, but all right. Well, that's it. That's it. So, uh, so yeah. What's your sign off? Huh? What's going to be your sign off? My sign off? Yeah. I don't have a signature sign off. You should have one. I don't know that I have one either, but I I could think of one. Okay. I'm thinking about like because <laughs> we watched Anchorman the other day. You say classy San Diego. Mm. <laughs> keep drinking <laughs> keep drinking beer breathers we need a, a name for our listeners yeah we should work on coming up with that stay thirsty that's our yeah. take <laughs> <laughs> that's our take <laughs> I don't stay think thirsty you- <laughs> mis amigos <laughs> mis amigos uh Okay. <laughs> All right. Talk to you next week. Stay thirsty. <laughs> <laughs>